So we're going to discuss my favorite effect right now this week. And this isn't even temporary. I'm not talking about my favorite effect just this week. I mean, my favorite effect, and that is ring modulation. And I bring it up for a couple of reasons. One, I want to do a, uh, a ring modulator showdown. I've got three ring modulators and they're all very different. And I've never really done something where I'm just running one signal through all three of them. So I'm going to do that this week where I just sort of compare a variety of different signals and what are called carrier signals into three different ring mods. And I also want to talk about the ring mod because right now, if you're getting into electronics, there is so much innovation and interesting design right now with people coming out with legitimately different sounding things that in some ways the ring modulator gets left behind because it's a classic effect. And there's so much that you can do with a ring modulator. You can spend an entire lifetime incorporating a ring modulator into a bunch of different effects. It's a classic stereotypic sci-fi sound effect. What a ring modulator basically is, it's frequency blending. And so you take one signal and you send another signal through it and it kind of weaves through that other signal and it makes things into different sounding things in really beautiful ways, which is different than signal mixing or summing. So a signal summed would be two things overlapped over one another. So if you had a dog and a cat, you know, barking and meowing over one another, the uh, sum of those two would just be, you would be hearing meowing and barking at the same time. But if a cat was the carrier signal for the dog, every time the cat meowed, it would sort of dovetail and change the waveform of the dog barking. And so it would greatly change the way the dog sounds and you wouldn't really hear the, the cat as much. It would sort of be integrated into the signal, but it would really be modifying or sculpting into the dog barking or vice versa. So very cool thing to get used to if you're not used to them, if you're not familiar with them. And let's just jump right into, I have a funny tendency to not be prepared. This is <laughs> not fake. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, let's just record something and look around and see that they're there, but like uh, something like a cable. Oh yeah, okay, so today's cable. Oh man, and the cable, we got a uh, misbehaving. There we go. There are ways to get cables in this home. Haha. -ha. Try and tell us that we can't have a cable. We can have a cable. So I'm gonna. <laughs> this is hilariously unprepared on my part. I might not even edit this out. Maybe this is the show. Okay. Let's hear something. Uh, 
have here a tone. This should amaze you what you're hearing. You are just hearing a tone. And this is about as and this is about as flat a tone as I can get. This is just a single oscillator, no real filter, nothing. And now I'm going to use a classic, classic ring modulator called the Moog MF-102. And Bob Moog actually designed this, which is nice. So it's one of those, he didn't design all, all their effects, uh, all their effects pedals, but he did design this. So this has some heritage and some legacy to the, uh, the old Moog stuff. So I'm gonna take just a regular level now I'm going to engage the ring modulator. And what this is gonna do is it's going to just send a sine wave into that very sound, same sound. Pretty amazing, pretty amazing. So in the Moog ring modulator, it's a classic design and a great design. You have two oscillators inside it or waveforms. You have one oscillator with two waveforms. So you have a very smooth sounding sine wave and then you also have a switch here to change this to a square wave. And here I'll make the mix at 100%. And you can also change the frequency. This is faster. This is slower. Here's the rate of the sine wave and the amount. And now you can change it to a square wave. And again, just to give you some, isn't that cool? So right away you start to, so right away you start to hear that special effects sci-fi where you just change the, there we go. This is a classic ring modder sound. Fascinating. Anyway, I love the sounds of ring modulators. And so what you are hearing is just a square wave going into this sound, right? Now, I just wanted to get sort of establish what is the basic concept behind what is happening here is there is just this sound and it is being carried or a carrier signal is going into and modifying this by sort of slicing into the sound this now a square wave which are a square wave can be thought of as like a zipper if you just look at a zipper that's what a square wave looks like changes it it's sort of an ambulance really, really neat. So there's a lot of, a lot of stuff built into this Moog ring modulator. There's also this mix, so you can kind of dial in how mixed or blended. It says a frequency also can be changed as I've done. And then you have this corresponding LFO. Very cool. So you have kind of like two Two agreements between uh, modulation here. You have the rate and the amount of the LFO, 
versus the frequency of the modulator itself. It's always a, that's often a very great sound, but for tonight, take that out. Okay, so now what we did is we just sort of established some basics of ring modulation by bringing in this sound and then modulating it with a square wave and a sine wave, and then changing the frequency in the modulator of the MF-102 with uh, some other LFO stuff. You could spend your entire lifetime in one, you know, maybe one day a week learning different ways to combine stuff in those four parameters, LFO, modulator mix, rate, and frequency. Then also, especially if you change the LFO and put something else into the carrier, which is what we're going to talk about now next with our next item, which is... Okay, now I've taken that exact same signal and I put it into a Michael Rucci or a Rucci Electronics ring modulator. What's nice about this one is that it is completely passive. So it also has uh, two, you hear that switch? Isn't that nice? That's because I have Mike Rucci zero, zero knobs version of a ring modulator. And I've taken the exact same signal. Oh, that's immediately great. Okay. So one really nice feature of the Moog is that it has the LFO that you use, the square wave or the sine wave can be sent out of the back of the pedal. And I just did this. I had never tried this and I just sent it right into the one side of the Michael Rucci one and listen to that. That's cool. This is without that being connected, without that LFO being connected. Here, I'll, I'll connect that LFO. That's great. Really neat. So I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to actually hear more ring modulation. And that's what is amazing about a passive, meaning no power whatsoever ring modulator. It works off a uh, circuit that is passive. And there's a whole lot of really useful things that are passive, but very few things are effects. There are very few times that you can find, usually uh, a passive device is something that will just attenuate a signal like a mixer or a split one, like a multiple or something like this. I don't know many effects that are passive and that was what drew me first to this, but I also absolutely love the things you can get away with, with uh, Ruchi uh, ring mod in a way that is surprising or not expected because I can really anticipate everything that I'm going to hear through an MF-102. I've been using one for many years. I didn't even expect this would happen. Something as simple as that. So I'm taking the LFO out from the MF-102 into the Rucci one. And there I'm just changing the rate. And there, oh, that's cool. Very, very neat. All right. 
Very, very cool. Okay, we'll, we will find a way to... We'll make this uh, pretty dang interesting in a minute. Thank you for bearing with me. That's cool. So now we're just playing with the rate. <laughs> it's just wonderfully cool. Ring modulators, uh, ring modulators are definitely something that you can fall into. So let's just move. So that was, uh, let's, for approximation purposes. Let's go back into. Okay, so now we are back at the, uh, we're back in the Moog MF-102 now. And it's definitely, even at 100% mix, it's not as sort of like brutally scissored or brutally uh, separated like the Ruchi one. So this is where getting different ring modulators might be interesting to you because this is the same settings. And of course you can do other crazy stuff. That's the value of having two of these to do two separate things. And what could be better than two? Oh, I'll tell you. Oh, oh, I will tell you. Here. Because the one thing better than two is a third ring modulator. And. We will again take the LFO out of the, 101, the MF-102. And I can't believe I didn't have a third cable plan. I always have a three cable plan. All right, so now we're gonna take the now, screwed that up. Need a fourth cable. Always have a fourth cable plan. Wrong cable. Always have a right fifth cable plan. Here it is. This looks like the cable that we need. Do you have a cable plan, personally? Because if you did... <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna cheat now. Oh golly, what a beautiful sound. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know the cooking show where suddenly someone just shows you something right at the end of it and they're like, and there we go. So you know how to cook that now. What I uh, am playing is So damn cool. All right. Okay, this is a RK3.
and this is probably the world's most insane rig modulator. And it's incredible. But I'm playing it right now in... <laughs> in wave folding shape. So I'm still using the MF-102 to send the LFO out, but instead of sending it straight into the RK-3, Metasonic's RK-3, sending it into the oscillators that are being sent into the Metasonic's RK-3. And you can hear an amazing, amazing amount of... Just an incredible sound. But let's not cheat. Okay, so we just have that going in, and now we'll send it into the carrier. Is an incredible sound. When I uh, play with Metasonic stuff, I or uh, yeah, I mean they're just they, you just lose yourself working with those things, you know. But it's what's really amazing is I could even describe the knob settings I have on a piece of Metasonic's gear and. It wouldn't matter because you could probably follow what those knob settings are, but the next time you come back to it, because of the circuit design and the use of tubes and other irregularities that are sort of planned into it, you wouldn't be able to really replicate it. It's, uh, you know, a lot of studio engineers have this, have this obsessive need to mark exact knob placement, and you'll get these indented dials on many pieces of equipment for accurate recall of settings. I would love to see them just go crazy trying to deal with the lack of control that you have with Metasonic's modules, but that's the uh, delight and the freedom that they give you. You can't control them at all. You can't ever repeat a single session twice. You gotta be in the moment with it. There's a creative blessing in that. They're amazing. I'm gonna take it out of the carrier. So I had the LFO going into the carrier. I'm gonna now put it back into the oscillators just for fun because it's such a crazy sound. So now I'm going to change, it's been fed right now, a uh, square wave, okay? I'm going to now uh, feed it a uh, sine wave. You t try and listen with your ears to see when the square wave changes over to the sine wave. 
Probably heard that. So this is, without a doubt, uh, Metasonic stuff is just the bee's knees. And this is their equivalent of a ring modulator. And it is the exact same principled idea between, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's incredible what it's doing. So, uh, but we have this, now if you go back and you think back to a few moments ago when we were doing the, the Rucci one, there is a chance that you might say, well, that one's pretty, uh, pretty vanilla. And know your tools is what I would say to that. So what we're gonna do is uh, remove the Metasonics ring modulator, but give it one more second. That's very cool. It is gone. It's out of the, out of the mix. And we're going to return you. And previously, you had... What happened? Ooh. Hmm. I just figured out what happened. Okay, previously we had uh, the Metasonics, and now here we come back to the... Uh, it's funny that the world's most classic ring modulator kind of sounds tame and boring. Back with the uh, still wonderful... Ogre Foger, and we won't even go right now to explain it. Well, we will, so. And even, and even without sense of destruction, we have the Ruchi one. So. One thing you can do right now is combine all three of them, and the Ruchi can serve as an amazing bridge between the three different ring modulators. So, I'm going to take the LFO out, feed it into the carrier of the, RK, the Metasonics RK3, the monstrous one. starting to wake up. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, just, it's just an amazing sound. The, so I barely have the Metasonics plugged in and it just is so craving. If you really get into collect, uh, compiling a lot of Metasonics gear, you will find that it adds a certain amount of everything to the work you make. You learn to not sort of focus on controlling gear. Ooh, ooh, ooh okay. 
<laughs> just a minute. Just a minute. Okay, so. So this is, so now we are using the Ruchi. Oh, this is going to be exciting. So now we are using the Ruchi uh, ring modulator as a bridge between the Moog MF-102, which is here, and then into the other uh, input of the Ruchi, I'm going to, I'm putting in the, so these are two simultaneous ring, uh, ring modulators, or a ringer, a wave, a wave shaper and a ringer with an MF-102 ring modulator. And using the two of them, you are, we're about to achieve a sound that I think rivals any effects box that you could do. And uh, this is, and we haven't even really gotten into working with actual vocals, auto, like human talking, which we'll do in a moment. But just check this out. So here is just the Moog. And we're going to press a button that brings in the, uh, the, Metasonic's RK3, and then sort of merges them through the passive ring modulator of the Ruchi. Here it goes. sounds amazing. I had no idea, literally. I had no idea that was about to happen. And I just, uh, that sound, that was, that sounded great. So I'm going to go back to making some noise there, but, uh, just to explain, it seemed like, and you have no idea what is going to happen when you merge two signals with this Ruchi box, because when you heard what was just, uh, both of these separate, it seemed like there was Wow, that's really cool. I can just barely hear it. Here, I'll do it again. So that drum sound or that uh, techno sound is actually the two separate modulated sources that are sharing the same exact overlapping LFO, but their response to them is very different. And then they're getting additionally ring modulated into one another through the Ruchi box. So this makes completely unplanned dance music. really fun and then now the one thing you never want to do with this is change the rate because that'll change the party boo okay yeah so put the rate back to where it was That's incredibly cool. So to communicate what 
I'm changing. I'm just changing from the uh, from the sine wave into now the square wave, sent into both of them. And I'm now I'll go back to the Metasonics RK3. They've all been taking just this plain vanilla for comparison's sake. Let's remember. Just a reminder that this is what we started with. Just that. <laughs> and now we're back to this. That's really cool. Okay, that's exciting. So I just switched the orientation from the Metasonics now being shaped or uh, controlled by the MF-102. It had been the other way around. And listen to this kind of swampy. Really beautiful sound. I had no idea I would get either of those sounds beginning this demo. And I've been using uh, ring modulators for a long time. I've been using these three together. Let's change a couple more dials around and then uh, jump into uh, using some actual spoken uh, vocals with this to, for even more, holy cow, what you can do with a ring. Modulator. I have not even touched, uh, you know, an echo or a delay or a reverb around me too, and it really does become very different even then. But I'll keep this just 100% ring modulators for this demo. But that's cool. Back to that. <laughs> Oh wow, it's so cool. Okay, so let's, we're gonna mess around a little bit with this and then uh, cut to using uh, vocals for the end of this demo. And I think then, uh, yeah, this is fun. Hope you're having fun, this sounds pretty damn fun.
fantastic. Well, that was a joy. Let's look around for our uh, radio. Radio. Or actually, I think we just have a TV. About the number one reason to keep a TV in the house is to connect it to ring modulators. Some people might have TVs for other reasons, but uh, that's why I like them. So let's turn on the rate. Let's turn on the TV. Keep this playing a little bit. That got out of out of shape. Isn't that an amazing sound? So if I were to uh, put All right. Oh my. Stop it. Okay, so if I were to put that in uh, an echo, you would be hearing very, very classic science fiction. This is usually the sound of a laboratory. You know, especially if they make it breathe. A lot of thinking going on in there. Uh, it's just an amazing sound. All right. We are now looking. Guess what we're looking for? We're looking for a cable. Who would, who would have thought? Out of, a, out of a cable, you? Come on. You always are prepared for this show. You don't forget cables. That's damn true. I don't. Okay. You're talking to another guy. So we are going to remove the audio. There we go. And now we're gonna put in just TV into both of these ring modulators. And you will enjoy what you can do. Let's see, uh, let's see. I'm just gonna pull up something random. Oh, forensic files. Little House on the Prairie. Let's do something we can just work with. <laughs> Let's look for a uh, public domain offering. Here's something from uh, 1938. Boy meets girl. Start talking. There, right, let me go up to when you definitely see talking. Here we go. Okay. So, uh, when we were playing with the FX modulator a few weeks ago, I got really excited about the pitch. You can do the same sort of stuff with a ring modulator. Very classic sound here. Really neat. Here, here comes some talking. 
That's Jimmy Cagney. Here, I'll uh, blend him in. How dare you? Do you believe in the dance as an interpretive force? That's Jimmy Cagney. Here we go. So do I. And then you kind of, if you blend him in to 100% mix, that's Jimmy Cagney too. Friends who are judges. Come, probably one of us. That's the uh, famous ring modulator bell sound. Okay, so that is the Moog. Beautiful sound. Let's take that, place that into. And here we go. Just plain, quiet, simple. Did you? What a moment. Here's something. Yeah, wow, I just realized exactly what is happening. Because I've been trying to figure out why the ring modulator doesn't sound ring modulated when I ring modulate two ring modulators in a ring modulator. And what's happening is, very clearly, there's a phase adjustment here. This is fascinating because this wasn't planned. You are able to unring modulate something by very clearly the way the Metasonics is handling audio and the Moog uh, MF-102 handling audio is just almost a mirror of one another. So they don't so they don't ring modulate. They just sort of complete the uh, the sound wave. That's totally unplanned and really cool. We're going to break it so it works correctly, but this is a ring-modulated signal of Jimmy Cagney. You heard how messed up it was with the uh, MF-102. I was expecting more mayhem with uh, the two of them, but here. Instead, they get joined, so let's... There we go. So now you have... Very neat. So that sounds almost like a. Uh, gonna say actually for voice, going back to the Moog itself is better, but this is really cool. nice just if you want to use if you want something to sound like it's been aged under dirt so okay so maybe you're uh, you're somebody who's obsessed with distortion this is three ring modulators 
Wow. That's really a beautiful sound. And here's all three ring modulators going into it. It's really neat. So what I would say, let's go back to just classic. So I really love using the uh, uh, Ruchi ring modulator as just a bridge for the three of them. So let's take the, uh... You may as well face it. There may be a reorganization. What, again? You know my position. All right, I do. I do know your position. They resent me. Okay, so now I'll just take my Gucci one. Here's just a regular LFO going into it. Something worthwhile and hammered on all sides. If my next picture fails, I'm out. And you're through, too. It won't do you boys any good either. <laughs> Why not? We never with an LFO. I have a little idea for a play I'd like to discuss with you sometime. I think So that is a demo on using three different ring modulators together. I think it showcased pretty well what each one did. I'll continue now to do some things with the Moog MF-102. In incidentally, uh prices on these things are very varied and the Ruchi ring modulator is so affordable it's indecent it's like 60 bucks and everyone should have six of them I only have one but I should have five <laughs> more uh, the Metasonics one really did some amazing stuff and just to close this out we'll come back now to Jimmy Cagney and other actors and apparently they're sneezing how are the nerves this morning very tense ah, we fixed that we fixed it the nerves is all in the and there are some amazing other things you can dial into the back of a moog mf-102 it's got the carrier out which we've been uh exploring and the lfo out both of which we've been using to drive other things. And then there's also the frequency knob, which I have right here. Listen to me just dial the frequency up and down. Isn't that cool? Yes. Just a moment. So I'm just dialing it back and forth. Miss Cruz, I don't wish to stop again. I'm in Okay, so it's Yes, I so it's just at a fixed frequency. Let's make this uh, sine wave instead of a square wave so it's a little less harsh. Oh, I'm sorry, honey, I can't take it lunch. We're in a story conference right now. But, darling, I tell you, we're in a story conference. Hello? There. Hello? There we go. Now you can take an LFO out of something and feed that into the frequency in. 
And let's do that. It sounds immediately. Check this out. Isn't that cool? It's kind of a, it's kind of a proto uh, vocoder. make it very slow. Oh, that's cool. That's neat. Okay, so all I'm doing is taking a slow LFO into the frequency input of the MF-102, and it is still dealing with the LFO and the rate. Really neat. Let's move that around to the rate. Actually, nah, it's not that interesting otherwise. Really, the frequency is the coolest. <laughs> so, now let's take out Okay, now I'm just sending this into a sequencer. And this is going to send different notes into each frequency. It's really cool. So this is changing, again, you can spend an entire lifetime with a ring modulator because a lot of people would call this a frequency shifter. But all I'm doing is sending notes, CV notes, from a analog sequencer into the frequency input of the ring modulator. That's really cool. Mr. Friday asked you to come to work. And now he won't give you any work. Think of your forefathers. Indian so that's frequency. <laughs> Pardon me. So that's uh, about, I don't know, 30 or 40 different things you can do with ring modulators. Uh, I love them so much. So just to sort of back up and tell you what we did tonight, we first introduced you to the Moog MF-102, fed a, just a basic oscillator tone into that, which is still running. Where are you? You're on a cable. Still. But it's now actually receiving the sequencer. There we go. So we start with that and we ring modded just that signal and you heard it go in through the MF-102 and then through the RK-3 Metasonics ringer and shaper. And then we introduced you to the Ruchi 
passive ring modulator and use that as a bridge between the two other ring modulators. And right before then, we also uh, ran, uh, ran some control voltage into both the MF-102 and the Ruchi. And then we used the Ruchi just as a bridge between the two, so it would ring modulate two ring modulators, and we got into some crazy stuff, I think. Then we introduced voice, and we had Jimmy Cagney and the uh, early Warner Brothers lot from 1935 do some insane stuff. They're still on the TV right now acting mute. And then finally, uh, we explored some of the CV inputs of the MF-102 after uh, doing a lot of other stuff with the two other modulators, or ring modulators. Sending a variety of control voltage signals into the frequency input of the ring modulator. And what I, could, what I would hope is that that actually introduces more ideas than solutions to you. That just basically says these are effects units or just sort of concepts in electronics that have been around for as long as oscillators and uh, basic uh, synthesizer concepts. Ring modulation is one of the oldest things. You know, there's also phasing and other stuff. I think it really sort of became a product. I'd have to look it up, but maybe this, maybe the 70s perhaps is as late to the game as ring mods came, but I'm pretty certain they were 50s and 60s. I'll amend that if I'm incorrect. And boy, was I wrong. The ring modulator was invented by Frank A. Cohen, C-O-W-A-N, in 1934 and patented in 1935 as a part of Bell Labs. Very nice. It was an improvement of the invention of Clyde R. Keith, which uh, might have been a couple years before that. It was originally used for telephone uh, frequency division multiplexing for carrying multiple voice signals over telephone cables. You can find that at wikipedia.org slash wiki slash ring underscore modulation. But basically, I think you're able to get this incredible distortion out of these things. You're able to get frequency shifting. You're able to get bell sounds and really weird pitch vibratos and other stuff. Really nice thing to do that I didn't do tonight is that you can use a ring modulator just to introduce a really slow, kind of beautiful wave, uh, like a tremolo, into something. A lot of other stuff. So I'm going to find another piece of audio and for side A, just sort of uh, beat the crap out of it with some ring modulators and that'll be side A. And then we'll close the show for this week with side B, which is Marie at Twilight, part 20, or I'm sorry, part 31. Marie at Twilight, part 31 of The Recovery of Charlie Fickle. And I hope you've been enjoying Spoken Word with Electronics or Spoken Word with Ring Modulation. Talk to you next week.
So this is uh, all three of those ring modulators working together again in that beautiful Nabrucci ring modulator bridge for the two ring modulators together. I'm just so happy with this sound. That sounds so damn great. (laughs) 